Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And BBN, I gotta apologize to y'all. I was behind the eight ball on my um my opinion about this whole Keon Brooks situation. So initially I had said that I thought maybe Keon Brooks had heard something about this Baylor Shireman kid coming to Kentucky. And maybe that was one of the reasons why he decided to enter the transfer portal. Well, it turns out I was wrong. And honestly, Coach Calipari had came out and made a statement and said that he kind of just really wasn't interested in dealing with these kids that are searching out these NIL deals, right? And to be honest with you, I kind of 100% agree with him. The NIL is something that's probably going to be here. Um, It's probably not going nowhere. It's probably going to get tweaked to death. Rules and regulations are going to continue to be added and changed. But right now, I agree with him that he should not focus on trying to get these kids money just to be at Kentucky. Coach Calipari's job is to try to coach these kids up so that they can go to the NBA and get money. That's one thing he's always done. He's always took his players and taught them how to go get the big $100 million bag in the NBA. And he just probably really doesn't have any interest in trying to figure out uh, how he can get these kids to be paid to come to Kentucky. Um, You know, uh, a kid like Baylor Shireman, he um, seemed like he's a pretty good player. Um, I don't know what he's going to be when he moves to the next level, um, wherever he decides to go, you know, maybe I might try to keep an eye on him and see if he was actually, actually legit or not, but I completely, um, understand Calipari's position. And this is my thing, right? If you look at a guy like Oscar Sheway, right? Oscar Sheway came to Kentucky. He wasn't, you know, demanding NIL money. He came to Kentucky and he proved that he was worthy of receiving NIL money. He came here, he led the team, you know, he was the, he was the, the driving force of the team. He put the team on his back night in and night out and carried the team as far as he could carry them. Yes, unfortunately, he had to deal with the bad ending to the season, the loss to the Peacocks, and he said that he wanted to come back and avenge that. But, when you look at what he did, a player like that comes back to Kentucky. He deserves an NIL deal. He put blood, sweat, and tears into the Kentucky program. The player of the year, he deserves to be paid the $2 million that allegedly he is going to receive, right? No problem with that. But when you look at a kid like Baylor Shireman, what is he really demanding NIL money for? Like, what has he really done? Yeah, he averaged about 16 to 18 points a game. He seemed like a legit player on the level that he played at. But who really knows him outside of some hardcore college basketball fans, I would say. If you ask the average person walking down the street, they don't know who Baylor Shire Man is. If you ask the average person walking down the street, they might not even know who Oscar Sheway is. But if you ask somebody in Lexington who is Oscar Sheway, everybody in Lexington knows who Oscar Sheway is. And that's why he deserves the $2 million that he's getting. 
But some of these kids, man, they might need to fall back off of this because this is the thing that um it could start to turn some coaches off, right? Because if you look at some of these guys, right, if your interactions with them, like say, let's say you're Calipari, right? You're John Calipari and you're going to meet with some of these kids and the initial meeting, their representatives, their handlers, their parents, their agents, whoever it is that they talk to or that speaks on their behalf informs you that the only way they're interested in playing for you is if you can guarantee them X amount of dollars in an NIL contract. Well, number one, technically it's still illegal for a school to give a player money, right? So at the end of the day, when you tell John Calipari, I need this amount of NIL, he can't personally guarantee you that you're going to get this much money because he has nothing to do with players receiving money, right? The way it is currently, the way the rules are set currently, you are not allowed to be paid to attend the school by the school. You are not allowed to be paid for your performance. You are only allowed to be paid to be sort of like a brand ambassador or something like that from an outside entity, right? A business that has no affiliation with the school. And yes, I understand. Like I said, I always use the Texas Longhorns, for example, because they came up with the hearts for horns, right? As soon as the football coach said that he needed some linemen, out of nowhere, there was a nonprofit charitable organization called Hearts for Horns that was giving $50,000 to linemen to come and play for Texas Longhorns football team. So does it look fishy? Absolutely. But technically, it's a nonprofit organization that's not affiliated with the school that's paying the players. And that's how you have to do it, right? Technically, John Calipari can't tell you that you're going to get a certain amount of money for playing for Kentucky. That's not legal. That's not allowed. He cannot do that. So John Calipari just took a stance that he just really isn't into that he's probably going to pass up on players that approach him in that way. And the thing is, John Calipari has your best interest at heart. John Calipari is trying to teach you how to go get some real big NBA money. That's what he's interested in doing, right? So he's not worried about you getting $1 million or maybe a lot less than that, honestly. Like, realistically, how much money is Baylor Shireman worth to a company right now? Most people don't know who he is, right? So what are we paying him for? We paying him for what he did at his respective mid-major school before he came to Kentucky. How much is that really worth? I mean, nobody really knows these kids, especially these young kids or these unknown players from smaller colleges. Now, if you look at somebody like take Zion Williams, for instance, when he was at Duke, right? He was already a high school phenomenon, right? Everybody knew who Zion Williams was before he even went to college. Then you put him on Duke's campus. Zion Williams is worth a little more. The average college basketball fan or the average sports fan probably knows who Zion Williams is. Even some people that are just, you know, very like, eh, about sports probably still might have heard of Zion Williamson, right? So at the end of the day, he probably is worth coming on campus and asking for a couple million dollars if he had been there whenever that was illegal. I mean, whenever that was legal. But um, most of these kids, they really aren't 
profitable to any organizations. Um, you know, what are you what are you paying them for? Right. You paying them to, you know, wear a T-shirt or something online. Right. So maybe they might have a million followers. Right. Most of them probably don't, but they might have several hundred thousand. Right. That's reasonable. So you have several hundred thousand people that you can say that will probably see your brand. Right. So let's say I, I own a T-shirt company. Right. So I make a T-shirt and I pay uh, Baylor Shireman. You know, I might pay him twenty thousand dollars to every Friday make a post with my shirt on it. Right. That's reasonable. But um, these kids thinking that they just going to get these millions of dollars. I just don't really see it at this point. And I think that's only really reserved for several very special players. Oscar Sheway is a very special player. Um, he achieved a whole lot. He almost carried Kentucky to the championship. I like to think if we would have got past St. Peter's, we would have won the championship and he would have been the most valuable player. That's that's what I like to think in my heart. Right. I feel like technically we still won the championship. I don't care what nobody says. But anyways, he comes back to Kentucky. He's worth two million dollars at this point. Right. And maybe I don't know exactly where he got his money from. He didn't get it from Kentucky, but some business, some organization, maybe it's Kroger's. Right. Uh, Or Kroger. My bad. I have a friend that likes to get on people when they say Kroger. So maybe it's Kroger. Right. So Kroger has a deal with um, Kentucky where, you know, our football stadium is Kroger Field. Right. So maybe Kroger might give Oscar Sheway some money and say, hey, Oscar, we need you um, however many times a season. We need you to come to Kroger after a game or two in Lexington, sign some autographs, do that for the people. It'll drive people to the stores. Uh, It'll boost up business. That makes sense to me. Right. But some of these kids, they just want people to put money in their pocket and they're doing a whole lot of funny act activity they're they're kind of being really arrogant and for a couple hundred thousand dollars right like i said like i mentioned before there was a kid in miami that basically said he wanted to renegotiate his nil deal and he wanted more money because he felt like he deserved more and um you know i i hope that some of these kids um some of the people that are around these kids some of the people that may have some influence on these kids are telling them Be very careful when you do things like this because NBA scouts are watching this and NBA teams might be looking at you and saying, man, he's kind of acting out of pocket for a couple of hundred thousand. Imagine what he's going to act like when we offer him some millions right now. We might offer you a one, you know, say we offer you 20 million dollars for five years. And then after the first year, you come back and say you need 50 million. They're looking at you and thinking you could potentially be one of those type of guys. And if you look at NIL deals, most of them are going to be like, what, one to three years max, probably. So even if you look at like some of the most business savvy athletes we've ever seen, most of them really didn't start wheeling and dealing until they were kind of in the middle of their career, right? Like even if you look at LeBron James, LeBron James started signing these one-year deals are these deals with these one-year opt-out situations in the um, the mid to late part of his career, right? The first couple of contracts, you know, he took long-term deals and he just wrote them out to the finish, right? And then after he, you know, he had established himself, you know, he 
he was the LeBron James that we already know. Then he started being a little bit more, um, you know, controlling with his situation. But initially, he kind of just took what he was worth and he made the best of it, right? Now, you got these kids in college acting like they LeBron James already. Some of them haven't even played a dribble of college basketball. And then some of them, you got like this Baylor Shireman kid who hasn't played at a high level. He hasn't played power five basketball yet. And they asking for money. So John Calipari just uh, announced that he's just not interested in it. And I hope that that doesn't turn some of these kids off. I hope that they see the bigger picture at stake. And I hope that Calipari is still able to explain to them that no matter how they feel about it right now, he has their best interest at heart, which I do believe that he does. And Calipari is about making millionaires. Calipari wants you to be successful. He wants you to be a millionaire. But while you're at Kentucky, he wants you to play team ball, right? He has tried to establish a system that everybody can eat together. You know, he wants three or four players to get drafted off every team that he has. You know, for the most part, he usually always gets one or two players drafted. This year, I don't know. He's probably still going to have two because technically Shaden Sharp still was on his team. He's going to get drafted high. Ty Ty is probably going to get drafted in the first round. So, he, you know, he usually has two to up to even five before. You know what I'm saying? So, John Calipari has a system that is not designed. It's not built for one player. He's not going to look at one player and go, let me construct the offense for you to shine. He's going to say, this is my offense. You fit in this way. You get your points. Your partner gets his points. Your other partner gets his points. And all of you go to the NBA draft together. That's how he's tried to do it. Has he maybe lost some championships behind it? Maybe. But that's that's the um, formula to his success. However you look at that, he wants the team to be successful together. He doesn't want one person to outshine everybody. He wants everybody to eat. And that's the type of players that he's looking for. It probably turns him off to hear players coming to him asking for money because he's probably concerned like, well, if this kid is asking for money before we even really get him here, now, am I going to be able to control him in practice? If these kids are already coming into campus and they're millionaires before they even played how much are you going to really get out of them? It could be tricky because we see it happen in the pros. There are some professionals that want to be great no matter what. And they ask for the money because they deserve it, but they still have a burning desire to be great. But there are some players that when they get the money, they are good. They no longer care about being great. They no longer take care of their health. They no longer are hungry to achieve more. They just happy with being rich. So, you never know how it could go, man. You give a kid two, three million dollars before they even step foot on. Imagine if Ben Simmons had got two to five million dollars before he even played at LSU. What would you have got out of him? I mean, they barely got anything out of him as it is because he knew he was leaving to go pros. So he probably did just enough so that everybody knew he was still worthy of the number one pick, but he probably didn't care. He probably didn't go to class. He probably didn't do much. He just stayed eligible and made sure he could go to the NBA. And you put two or three million dollars in some of these kids pocket. And this is the type of people that you could be developing. And I just don't know if Calipari are most, you know, 
most coaches are probably not going to want to put up with this. And fortunately for Calipari, he's still able to recruit good players. So hopefully all the kids that he's going to go and talk to, he's still going to be able to sell them on this dream of come to Kentucky and play hard, play together, and you all can go eventually be millionaires together. And maybe even in the case of like Oscar Sheway, you might could potentially still become a millionaire at Kentucky, but that's just not your primary goal. Your primary goal is to grow together, win together, achieve as a team, and then when you move on, you go get your millions that way. But anyways, I don't know, man. This NIL stuff is getting so crazy. Um, I had seen some, um, you know, some comments from some people like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders doesn't really like it. Deion Sanders doesn't want to put millions of dollars in these kids' pocket because he's just afraid that he's going to create monsters that he's not going to be able to teach and coach while he's while he has them on campus, man. So I don't know. It just seems scary. Like I said, there's so many legalities to it, and then everything is changing so fast. Um, like I said, I did a really comprehensive look into NIL um, with uh, one of my friends, my good friends, Anthony Richardson. So go back, check that uh, episode out. I think it might be like a, you know, one of my, it might be my 52nd or 53rd show or something like that called the truth about the truth about nil go check that out and we go over a whole lot of the legality and uh, some of the uh, ramifications and things about nil so you check that out and then y'all let me know man how do y'all feel about nil and do you agree with calipari's decision to kind of just move on from players that's asking for all the money just let me know what you think and we'll get back at it sports and discourse Derek stevenson <laughs>